Tyler. Great to see um, everybody. Welcome to everybody from, from all over the country. Um, for those in Victoria, I hope you had a, a great long weekend and that your football team that you were supporting on the day saluted. For those of you that are joining us from Sydney, um, isn't it refreshing again to see the best rugby league team in the country back in their rightful position <laughs> at the top of the tree? I know Sydney siders hate that. But also great to see uh, some restrictions being eased in, in Melbourne and, and regional Victoria yesterday. So we're so close to uh, some sense of normality. Um, but today's session, uh, as Sheila mentioned, look, it'll be, it'll be very interactive, uh, quite relaxed, uh, more of a conversation really, uh, but a great opportunity for us to, to generate uh, some learning uh, and some best practice. If I recall uh, back to the start of the year when we were... Um, started you know going into into lockdown and, and into restrictions we we had a session then where what we discussed what we might do uh, or what we had been doing in the absence of face-to-face of -face events um, today's a really good opportunity I think to reflect on that to reflect on some of the successes that that um, people have had organizations have had um, and and then in part two which will be held on Thursday week to, to look forward um, and to try and identify um, what uh, we might do uh, for those who did miss out on face-to-face -face events uh, this year, but also um, what we might take from the, the learnings of this year um, and, uh, and, and, and how we might be able to, to move forward. Today, I really want to focus on what we've done to transform our alumni relations programs. You know, since I've been involved in, in this space over the past 10 years, I've got the feeling that alumni relations programs have often been uh, quite regimented, uh, very structured, and we've often done what was on the menu from the year before. Uh, COVID has somewhat spiced this up. Uh, it's forced us to adapt, uh, to do things a little differently, and to try something from the menu that we haven't had the opportunity to taste before. So today we'll focus on what we've done uh, this year, and as I said, in part two Thursday week, I'd like to explore what we're going to do differently in, in 2021, how we might take those learnings and adapt them into the new year and how you will compensate those who have missed out on face-to-face -face events in 2020. So today I wanted to, um, uh, going to try and fix my screen up here. Um, Apologies, hopefully you all can see that. Can you see that, Sheila, on the screen there? Or have I stopped my share? No, you've stopped your share screen. Okay, no worries. I'll just uh, get back into that. I apologise for that. So today I wanted to, uh, to focus on uh, these key areas. Um, online events, uh, caring for business, caring in terms of community, uh, what we're doing in terms of lost alumni, uh, digital connection, online communication, and online platforms. And I'm pleased to say that uh, you all will be the star of the show of today's webinar. I'll be merely facilitating a, uh, a conversation. Um, so firstly, I'd like to start with, um, with online events. And thanks so much to the people who uh, got back to me over the last couple of days with some of the work that they've been doing uh, in this particular space. And I was really impressed with the work of, uh, of Yarra Valley Grammar, of course, and Rosie's done a tremendous job there um, over a number of years. And um, I'd like to, if I can, Rosie, go to you firstly 
um, because you've run a, a fantastic event, which was a, a virtual house cross country uh, for yes. your alumni and students. Can you tell us a bit more about that, please? Certainly. We, um, so we were doing it for the students. So the sports department were doing a house cross country competition for the students during the first lockdown. Uh, so it was for the whole month of May. Um, over each weekend, um, you could um, log in uh, an amount of Ks that you had covered, either walking or running, up to six Ks. And it clocked your time as well and everything. And so we wanted, we were really keen to get our alumni involved. And we ended up getting um, over 120 alumni registered for the event. And we got quite a lot of alumni um, doing special promotions for us. Um, you know, saying go Annals or go Hughes. Um, so that was that was awesome and it got some real competition going between the different houses and we're going to actually continue it on as an annual event um, and I know we're not supposed to talk about that till next a week next Thursday but um, it, it really did capture people's imaginations and, and I mean it may well have just been because everyone was in lockdown and everyone wanted an excuse to go for a walk in the park um, but yeah, we got a lot of engagement um, and, you know, we gave awards to people who had done the fastest time at different um, distances. So, yeah. Thanks, Rosie. And what was the feedback from your alumni? Did you, were you, did you, were you able to get alumni that perhaps hadn't been engaged in the past? Were you surprised with um, the, the nature of that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, our most socially distanced Yog, we call them Yarra Old Grammarians, was actually in the Highlands of Scotland. Um, and we got great pictures of him um, hiking the Highlands. Um, but yes, we did. We got um, some great engagement from people that we weren't expecting. Um, some of the people who did the promotions for us didn't end up doing the actual cross country, which I was quite surprised about. But, you know, they'd, ha they'd played their part. So I was happy enough. Thanks, Rosie. That's terrific. And I'll, I'll be interested um, and happy for people to jump in uh, during the course of today's uh, webinar, but I'd be really interested to, to understand if anyone else have done anything in that, uh, in that space as well in terms of virtual uh, sporting events or even, I know there's been some examples of alumni groups this year that have done some, uh, some trivia nights uh, and really, really effective sort of games nights and involve their alumni in that way. I'm going to, to jump over to Mentone Girls Grammar in a moment with, uh, with the, the wonderful Ros Holloway. Um, but so first of all, I'll, I'll speak briefly about some of the work that we've done at Halebury in, in terms of that webinar space. And that's been a really, um, from an online event point of view, a really successful um, space for us this year. We, we conducted 28 webinars. It wasn't so much about um, the people that we had. We did have some great success with, uh, with certain individuals and we had sports people. We had business people, we had those um, uh, working in, in, in the field of health as well. Uh, and we also had people from within our own community, uh, heads of teaching and learning and, and our principal as well. But what I was, what I was probably surprised about and, and what impressed me the most, and, and not dissimilar to what Rosie has just been talking about, is the fact that we had people from attending those webinars from overseas, uh, from interstate areas, uh, from regional areas. And, and the ability for those people to, to chime into a webinar 
when otherwise they wouldn't be able to ordinarily come to a face-to-face -face event, unless of course you did conduct face-to-face -face events in those spaces, um, was extraordinary. And it really brought them into the picture. So that's something that I've really taken out uh, from this year, I suppose, in, in, in that space. And I think it does provide implications for how we might be able to conduct face-to-face -face events or even services in the future. And I know we are going to speak about that next week, but in terms of you know, your reunion program, does that then challenge us to say, okay, if we're going to have a 20-year class reunion, uh, can we involve people from the UK, people from the USA, uh, people from Singapore and Hong Kong? Can they sit in the corner of a room on a screen and be talking to those members who are actually are present at the, at the event? Um, I think, you know, it certainly opens up those doors or at the very least, they can certainly be sending in messages. But surely if they want to be involved, it'd be fantastic to have them involved as well. Russell, can I just jump in there? Um, Please, we we um, have been doing a Twilight uh, series with our um, senior girls, so years 10, 11, 12, and we've invited alumni um, in different parts of the world to zoom in and do a presentation on you know, life after Winona. And it has been, so last Tuesday night, we had um, a girl who had left, I think maybe it's almost 10 years ago now, and she was in Amsterdam. So she Zoomed in, it was her morning time, and um, we were Zooming in the afternoon. So the girls, it was fantastic. It was really good. So she gave a perspective um, as to what it was like there for her at the moment during this time. Um, in term three, we had uh, a girl in Langcover Physio, and then we had a nurse in Scotland who were on the same Zoom call just talking about um, health services and and what they've been up to. Uh, and it's, it was really good because the, the girls just got such a good perspective about what they could do, but also then what it's like being in another country during this whole pandemic. Um, so that, that was good. And in terms of um, having uh, alumni sitting on reunions, I mean, we're doing one coming up and it's our, um, we call it our white and blue reunion for those um, lovely old ladies who have left at least 40 years ago. Um, and we weren't sure how we were going to go in terms of if we get anybody saying it was on Zoom, how that was going to work. But um, we've had such a great response and um, we've had some that haven't been able to or say they can't um, join because they don't have a computer. I've sort of called and said, is there any way that you can get together with other people? So I had a, a chatted to one lady yesterday and she's got, I think, four or five in the same retirement village. So they're all getting together socially distanced at one person's in one person's place and they're all zooming in together. We've got a few zooming in from Orange. Um, they're going, going to somebody's house. And so um, we're tallying up the numbers at the moment and we're going to send them a little gift. Um, so they feel like they're part of it. Um, little uh, monogram tea bags and a tea towel and some packet of bickies. So we're just tallying that up at the moment. But yeah, we're just you know, trying a few different things. Excellent. Some stages in my time in the last few months when I wish I didn't have a computer as well. But anyway, that's uh, yeah, be nice to uh, be a nice problem to have, wouldn't it? Um, before I get over to Roz as well, I mean, this has certainly worked for for us in terms of uh, the fundraising as well. So for those of you that are in that uh, in that fundraising space, we've been we, we ran four virtual events this year, whereby we um, called out to our donors and and were able to um, present our our scholarship students, and they they were able to talk about uh, the impact that a scholarship was having on their lives and they were able to directly thank 
um, our donors and our members of our bequest society. And at the same time, we, we sort of brought into the conversation um, key members of our school community. So our vice principal, uh, director of sport, et cetera, et cetera, just to speak about um, their, their, uh, their, their, what they were doing at the school and how they were innovating as well. So it was a great opportunity, I guess, in that space to be able to, uh, to talk about what's happening at the school, but also to thank our donors and show the impact of a, of a scholarship, again, in, in the absence of face-to-face -face events. And, and they only went for half an hour, but we certainly found that they were a great opportunity to, uh, to connect and people were very comfortable, particularly the older ones, doing that from the, the comfort uh, of, of their home. I know Roz uh, from Mento and Girls has been involved in, in a couple of really successful uh, webinars, um, one in particular in the health space. Roz, if you wouldn't mind just uh, giving us a bit of a, an update on, on how they went and, and, and how that was perceived amongst your community. Yes, sure. So we ran uh, two uh, webinars um, called Navigating COVID-19. And one was focusing on health professionals. We ran that in August and we had 191 registered to that. So we had a panel of healthcare workers. We had a GP, we had a specialist, um, a paramedic and someone from KPMG health and aging sector. Um, and they were, the panelists were a combination of old girls, um, current staff, um, current parents. And we had a, a student, a year 12 moderator and that was extremely successful. We, yeah, close to 200 registering and just an amazing event in terms of bringing the whole community together. So whereby we had a panel with, you know, different cohorts of our community that attracted different cohorts to watch it. Um, and then writing on the success of that, we ran another one uh, early October, um, which was um, again, navigating COVID-19 and it involved um, current staff, um, so we had an education perspective. So we had a current staff speaker, a student speaker. Um, we had an old girl from the art sector. And then we had a couple of parents. One was a policeman and one was a Qantas pilot. And the effect on their jobs, but the positives that, that have come out of COVID and, and what they're very, very excited and optimistic about in um, 2021. So we ran surveys with both. Both were really well received. Um, other things we've been doing this year are um, running Zoom chapel services um, for our past staff and our old girls. They're monthly. They're 8.15 a.m. on Fridays, so they're pretty early. So, um, But we have had a really good attendance because it's a mix-up of our old girls and our past staff, and they really like catching up in that forum. So just 20 minutes, and then they, they have an informal chat after, which is really lovely. And um, uh, we get... Um, past staff and, and old girls to do readings, Bible readings, if they're interested in that as well. Um, we've done a lot of focus in our quarterly alumni newsletters. We've been profiling um, alumni working um, on, at, the, at the forefront of healthcare during COVID. Um, we produced a video for our old girls, uh, 15 old girls, sorry, a video for our year 12s. Um, sort of messages of inspiration. So we had 15 old girls across the world and Melbourne, um, giving them 30 second to one minute little little snippets and, and well wishes, um, just wishing them good luck for the remainder of the year. And that was really, really well received. We played that at a old girls club year 12 induction last week. We had to do the induction on Zoom across several classrooms. Um, we always run an event um, for this induction, but 
obviously we couldn't. So we got packaged cakes for each student. They each received a show bag. Um, they got the old girls badge in the show bag. They also submitted a time capsule um, task and they also signed up to our digital archives. Um, and the sign up to the digital archives means we get their personal contact details too. So when they leave, we've got um, connection with them. So they have to sign up with their personal email address and their mobile number to the digital archives, which is a great, great source of uh, contact information. So, yeah. Well done, Roz, as always, doing a, a sterling job out there at Mintone Girls. And I think that's a real, we might speak about that a bit later, actually, is in terms of that connection with the year 12 students, it's become so much more uh, difficult this year. I know at Halebury with 450 kids, we would normally do it on the one campus for the year 12s, but this year we're confined to four separate campuses, which is a huge challenge for us and, and, and perhaps not as um, easy to be able to, uh, to navigate and communicate that. So we have promised them a big all-in event next year uh, when we can uh, actually all come together, hopefully a, a really memorable style event. Um, a lot of the uh, work that I've seen being done around town um, is in the supporting businesses and uh, um, it's certainly one that I see many, many alumni organisations doing and quite easy to do. Certainly at Halebury we've really tried to support whether it be businesses owned by uh, alumni, uh, businesses owned by parents because we know that so many uh, businesses have been um, affected uh, during these times and, and whatever we can do to, to lend a hand is, is really, really important. So I suspect that, you know, we've probably supported 30, 35 businesses over this time just through posts on, on social media. Really difficult to understand the effect that that might have. But I think what it does lend itself to, you know, going forward is how can we continue to support those businesses? How can we continue to keep those people involved in our community? You know, is it a member benefits program? Is it them offering something that's really exclusive uh, to um, your alumni or, or, or your community members, whatever it might be, but they really are going to need our support over the next 12, 18, 24 months. And um, that's really a critical area, I think, where we can really use our, um, our competitive advantage as, as an alumni organisation to really ensure that we do support those businesses and, and keep those connections with, with alumni uh, in tow. Can we, you know, can we offer a really cheap uh, sponsorship package for reunion events? Can we offer um, incentives for them to come along to, to networking events, et cetera, et cetera? Can we even reduce it a bit further and run boutique style industry events where those businesses will be able to be connected uh, with each other? Can we run geographical um, uh, industry events as well where we're getting people from, um, from close in areas to be able to, uh, to connect uh, from a, in, a, in a business networking style? There's plenty of opportunities, I think, for us uh, going forward. One I was really touched with yesterday in terms of caring for community was the work that, uh, that Travis is doing at, uh, at Ballarat Grammar School with the what he termed yesterday the Young Grammarian Guru Program. And it was really something that's supporting, I guess, the younger people and involving the younger alumni supporting the, the current students. And Travis, I'd love you to explain a bit more about what you're doing at, uh, at Ballarat Grammar. Yeah, thanks, Russell. Um, yes, yeah, so I suppose what we, we found is through this time, it's actually given us the chance to have a go at things that we've been thinking about for a while or sort of have been too busy. It's sort of 
gave it become permissible to have a go at things that we would have liked to have done sooner. Um, but one thing that really come up quite quickly for us was around our Year 12 students. We've got currently 196 uh, students. Um, we've got a large boarding community, so we're spread right across the state and into other states across Australia. Um, but one thing that quickly come up once the students were learning at home um, from late March was that quite a few of them were feeling challenged, um, feeling alone, pretty anxious, and they might need some further support. Some were coping better, coping better than others, but um, what we looked to do was implement what we called the Young Grammarian Guru Program. So we did a call to arms for our recent students or alumni who had graduated within the uh, last five years. So we did a real small little video just saying, you know, basically we want your support, call to arms, register to try and help tutor. Um, support uh, or motivate current Year 12s to get through this time. Um, some of that might be focusing on a tough subject that they were particularly good at and someone wanted help with, and others might have been just talking about how they're feeling and how they're coping. So we put a small little video together and sent it out, um, and within one day we had 35 students signed up saying we're happy to help, but then within four days we had over 200 uh, alumni say we're on board and we're keen to help um, and just the goodwill and sentiment that come through that and even them saying well we, we got so much support when we're at school we want to give back was fantastic. The other thing it's probably done for us is uh, I think you know there's areas we can improve in terms of alumni and we're really working hard on our relationship there but those students who leave within the first five years, often they want to move away and are not as connected to the school as they possibly could be. But this really actually connected them quite strongly back to the school and to the students. Um, and some of the feedback has been overwhelming in terms of the friendships, but also the support and the relationships that have evolved and, um, and gone from there. So um, this was done in partnership with the Old Grammarians, uh, the Development Office, the Careers Office and the school. And, and our aim now, and you know, we'll talk about it at a later date, but is to actually have this as an ongoing program for Year 12s regardless of COVID or not. Um, it actually got extended to the Year 11s because we were oversubscribed for support and there were Year 11s who said, well, I'd take up the offer. And the other thing we didn't want to do is turn people down who were willing to... Um, to offer that support. So while their motivation was there, we wanted to actually tap into that. So um, yeah, it's been a really positive story for us and our relationship with the Old Grammarians. Um, and yeah, I suppose that ongoing relationship with our careers office from a development point of view. That's sensational, Travis. I just wonder what the reaction has been, if you've, if you've felt a reaction there from uh, the parent body as well, do you sense that they've um, come a bit closer to understanding the work of the Old Grammarians uh, Association? Yeah, certainly. So I think first and foremost across the board, the profile of the Old Grammarians has grown. So we've, we have had a um, Apache relationship with the Old Grammarians for historical reasons when you have two schools come together. Um, without going into that, we're working really hard and the relationship's on the right path. But their profile, because we've branded this as an Old Grammarians initiative and their profile's grown. But, yeah, the, um, the feedback from families, and we've had some other initiatives in terms of reduced school fees and the op option to opt out, those types of things, the feedback and the response to that's been really strong because of 
these type of things around supporting our community. Yeah, I think it's um, it's incredibly important. And one of the things that, that struck me by that and, and, and many other initiatives that many other schools have done is that we, actually, a lot of us have tended to focus um, on our older alumni. I know we did at the start. I made 180 phone calls to, uh, to, to alumni over the age of, of 65, just checking in, making sure uh, they're okay. And actually 95% of them were, they were quite happy. They were sitting at home with a glass of wine, their cheese and whatnot. They couldn't play golf. That was about their only, uh, their only issue. But I think, um, I think reflecting on this a, a bit more as the, as the years gone on, the, it's the younger ones that perhaps need our help and our care um, and, our, and our support um, more than, than the older ones. And I think what Travis has done there is um, not necessarily reach out for support to the, the, old, the younger ones, but actually involve them. And, uh, and I think they love being asked to be involved. They love being um, incorporated in the discussions and uh, because they're really the ones that have had a pretty tough year as well particularly those going into first year university or perhaps finishing university or, or indeed trying to find their, their first job. So it's really important that, that we, we look after them. I know from, from our point of view with our clubs, you know, our football club in particular, we're trying to, you know, help younger uh, guys and girls with finding their first job and using the networks associated with that. And that's become really challenging, but um, if they can see us reaching out for their support, um, that's really important. So well done and, and great to involve the, the year 12s, but also the year 11s as well, because they're going to see, they're going to really appreciate that as they move into their, uh, their final year. I just, uh, I stood up for a moment there. I just, uh, I know many of you are obviously in the, in the throes now of, uh, uh, of incorporating or, or sending off your, your year 12s. And uh, we're about to do that this Friday with, uh, with a range of sort of, uh, we, we normally do a lot more as, as I think Penny's on this call today, she would know well, but uh, uh, food trucks and uh, inflatables and photo booths and all that sort of stuff and, and gifts. We, we've really held that back this year because of just can't do that. We've got a few food trucks coming out in the photo booth. But one of the, um, one of the things I, I picked up this year from a, a university in New Zealand was um, one of their gifts that they give to their alumni. So this year, one of our gifts that we're giving to our uh, alumni is, um, I'm not sure this comes up here, but a set of playing cards. And, uh, and on, the, on the back of those, those playing, and what we did this year was we, we sent out um, a, a communication to all of our alumni. If you'd like to have, send it in your favourite quote um, and to be inserted on those playing cards, you're most welcome. And we were inundated. We had about 300 people send in, in quotes. So we picked the best 56 and, uh, and we, put their, uh, we put their quotes uh, on, the, uh, on, the, on the back or the front, whatever you call it. Of the uh, of the playing cards there, so really successful. Uh, and each of those people that put out um, uh, that particular quote uh, received a free pack of cards, and they'll be going to all of our, our Year Twelves this Friday. And then we'll actually we'll sell those uh, the remainder of the ones that we've got. So anyone that's looking to do that, Gorilla Print were a great organisation involved in that. We actually branded up the box as well, and uh, and put a nice little message on there. So in fact, the people who have received them and put the quotes on were really uh, thankful that they got a copy and uh, I've seen a few Instagram posts saying daddy's, daddy's famous now or mum's famous or whatever it might be because there are uh, their quotes on a card but uh, it was a really nice thing to do so I'd be interested to know if anyone else is doing anything uh, special for their uh, year 12 this year. Um, in terms of, of lost alumni it's been a really good opportunity to uh, uh, to I guess um, 
you know, spend a lot more time on, on that this year if the resource is there. And, uh, and Merrin uh, from Oxford Falls Grammar School, who are very, very new uh, or young school in, in, in the context of many schools that we've got on the call today, uh, spent some time during that through their, um, through their new uh, platform at Toucan Tech. And Merrin, if you're able to, to jump on and just let us know what you've done and the success that you've had in identifying some more lost alumni this year. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Russell. Um, so yeah, we launched an online platform with Toucan Tech last year and was really keen um, because I've only been in the role a fairly short time. And as Russell mentioned, we're a fa fairly young alumni. I only had contact details for the most recent four or five years of graduates. And so I was fairly um, easily able to reach out to them um, through email, through the platform and invite them back and had really good success rate um, of getting them engaged. But then we had um, umpteen years from 2004 um, onwards where we had very little contact information about those alum. And so at the time I was really keen to do a, uh, a, a campaign of some kind, but because the school um, had already invested in the platform, there was limited budget to do incremental spend on other campaign activities. However, opportunity with COVID, um, the, we had concurrently also planned to roll out a whole lot of new reunion events, which we hadn't historically done. But um, since we put a pause on those, we decided to reinvest effectively that budget into a direct mail campaign. So the way that I went through it was I was able to, because um, our whole database sits um, on Toucan Tech, was to run quite a complex filter looking at um, everyone that, uh, well, excluding everyone that was already registered with the platform, excluding anyone that was opening our emails, and then I split the list into each individual year group. So what we ended up doing was um, having about 12 different postcard campaigns, which we sent in the end to the last known parent address, um, which you can imagine, uh, we knew that probably quite a high percentage may not necessarily get to the intended, but um, we've been pretty pleased with the results. So it ended up lodging uh, in September and um, the results to date, which we're still seeing some responses come back in through, um, is to increase our online community by 10%. Um, so we think that that's a, a really solid result. And obviously we can then work with those registered members who have now got corrected contact information to again, do another round of outreach to each of those year groups um, to bring other um, disconnected or lost alumni back into the program. And I love the, uh, the postcards that you sent out to the last known parent address. I thought that was really, uh, really effective. I don't know if you um, might, might be able to send that through to Sheila and maybe get that sent out to those, if you don't mind, yeah, those who are on the call today. That was really, uh, really effective and really uh, a really nice uh, gesture, even though, you know, obviously some don't reach their intended destination. It's, uh, it is nice to know that people that you are being thought of, and I guess the results are, are certainly there. Yeah. Um, so well done, thank you. Yeah, no worries. Um, in terms of, you know, it's been, again, it's been a great opportunity uh, for Digital Connection and we've certainly heard from Roz in terms of what they did for the year 12s, the video there. 
Rosie, I might come back to you if, if you don't mind, and uh, just to speak about the the podcast series that that you're running at, at Yarra, which I know has won an award at, at Educate Plus, and, and now with over sixty uh, episodes, the Inspire by Yarra po- uh, podcasts are really really effective. Just talk to us a little bit about that and the challenge of putting those together, but the effectiveness that that's created. Um, sure. So as, as you say, we've got over 60 episodes now. So we've been running it for over two years. And um, we're very lucky. We've got a great chaplain here who is a real personality and he should be on TV. And he um, interviews our Yarra Olgramarians uh, just about life after Yarra and what it was like here when they were here and what's happened since uh, to give some inspiration to others. Um, So we put it up on Anchor um, and uh, they put it out to Apple and Stitcher and um, Spotify uh, and all kinds of different platforms. So we have all the episodes on our website Um, So we've just got a big list um, and we release. So there is a bit of back end stuff to do um, because you've got to get enough yogs who are interesting enough um, to set up times that Paul can interview them. And we've got quite a few in the bank and we only release them every fortnight. Um, but they, they seem to be really popular. We've, I've been contacted by parents um, of current students who've wanted to get hold of the Yogs, who, who they've heard the story of, um, because they've been going up to Canberra and they want to catch up. And so one got a tour of, um, uh, of the Governor-General's um, offices. Um, so... Yes, it's a great way to capture the stories and um, there are some that are better than others and it tends to be, no, that's probably, that's probably wrong. I was going to say it tends to be the older alumni that have got the experience that they can reflect back better, but we've actually had quite a few younger old grammarians recently on there and they've been fascinating. So just all different walks of life. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's going really, really well. And um, we don't overly promote it to our students and I think we should. Um, we more promote it through our old grammarians so people can hear other old grammarians. But I know that there are quite a lot of subscribers of current parents. And Rosie, it's really interesting. I think, um, you know, we certainly went through a video process there a few years ago and, um, and, and, and profiled alumni through video and, and that was really successful. But I just wonder uh, now whether, you know, people are so sick of uh, computer screens, they're, they're so sick of Zoom at the moment, they're, they're, you know, video is perhaps not as um, uh, innovative as, as what, it, what it once was. Um, a podcast the way that we should be going. Um, it's it's easy to listen to them as if you're out for a walk or a run or, or whatever it might be, or in the car. Um, you can listen to them whilst you're working, you know, from the office or from home, I suppose. So I think it's really interesting in in that space that you've explored that. 
do you have any sense of um, uh, the reach that you've been able to to generate? Um, and, and if so, you know, what sort of feedback are you getting on those? Um, look, I haven't looked recently, I have to admit. I, I'd have to do some research into exactly how many um, listens we've had. Um, but I know that it's in the thousands um, because we we looked into it about a year ago. And um, so, no, I don't, I don't have any stats on it, but I know that there are a lot of people out there who are listening. And I think as we do more Yarra Old Grammarians, we approach people to be part of it and they always they always want to listen to a, an episode or two before they get interviewed. Um, and then they become sort of subscribers and, and the like. So um, it, it's a good, it's a slow process if that's the only way that you're reconnecting with your old grammarians. But it's, um, it's they're just fascinating um, conversations. And I just enjoy listening to them on my way into work. It's, it, yeah. I guess the efficiency of a podcast is, is far easier than perhaps the uh, a video series as well in terms of the editing. And then you've got to obviously got to overlay that with extra footage and photographs and, and whatnot. So, you know, that in terms of a podcast, even though it is difficult to, to do, I think that's, it's, it's fantastic and, um, and certainly would be the way of the future and, and also instrumental in being able to, uh, to deliver to your archives department as well, who would be, you know, Really, really impressed with that, and that sits there for for a long period of time. Yeah, no, it's 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 working well for us. Excellent, no oh, outstanding. I'm um, that's pretty much um, you know we had lots to talk about there today, and, and Meryn's already gone through the stuff that she's done with the the online platform with uh, with with Toucan Tech and, and working really really well. And we've spoken about lost alumni, digital connections, online events. I'm I'm actually going to throw it open now and. Um, Spoken enough about Halevery as well, so happy for anyone to uh, to that wasn't able to get back to me over the past couple of days with any of their innovations or successes or, or perhaps even things that didn't work uh, this year that you might like to uh, to share. Otherwise, I'm, I'm happy to wrap up in the next uh, next few minutes. So over to you. Well, I'm happy to talk very briefly about what we've been doing at Minto and Grammar. <laughs> Um, Please. We, um, and, you know, the podcasts actually sound very exciting because I've been heavily engrossed in video and uh, we've decided to do an online annual dinner. We found that we've got uh, quite a lot of sporting clubs and we've got a, a Panther Productions, which is our music performance club. So we were trying to look after those people and find a way to engage them. So we created a, which um, the tip is it was too long. It was nearly two hours. But um, we normally have our annual dinner and we got our usual MC, who's probably like the Reverend from Yarra. He's just a personality himself. You know, everybody knows him. Everybody loves him. His name's Chuka. And um, that probably says enough about him. But uh, what we did was we asked alums from around the world to send us little messages of support. So they sent us little messages. We had musical performances and then we interviewed five legends, a legend from each club because we couldn't have any sporting awards. So somebody that people would know and that was really successful about their memories and we captured their memories. It was on Zoom, so a couple of the um, bits weren't as good, but we still got to hear their stories. And um, 
it, in all, I mean, it's been very successful, but um, if you look at how many people, it's on Vimeo, if you look at how many people have watched it to the end, it's less than <laughs> But having said that, it's still, a, you know, we tried to do something during COVID and we reached out to our clubs and our community and they didn't let us down. And the exciting thing has been that we've had, you know, sporting legends, um, we've had Reverend in Manchester join us, all those sorts of things. So people that you wouldn't think have popped up and reconnected with us. So it's been really great. That's great, Suzanne. And I think, again, you know, the timing is really important, isn't it? I think we all have got good intentions when we, we go to watch a video and then we watch the start of it and we give it a thumbs up and uh, uh, and then it's sort of, uh, it's almost perceived that we, we watch the whole thing. But I agree, that's 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 fantastic. And uh, and again, to involve uh, various members of your sporting clubs is is, uh, is really positive as well. We have a, um, a Young Alumni Awards series, which every year we would ordinarily um, welcome those young alumni winners back to the school to receive their awards, have photographs, involve their families, all those sorts of things as well. Obviously, this year we weren't able to do that. So we uh, instead just took the time on, on Zoom to interview them, got them to uh, record a, a, a vote of thanks, and, uh, and that went across our, our social media channels uh, this year. Again, don't know if anyone watched the uh, it, it, it to the end, but it was certainly made aware that, that those people had won uh, awards, whether it was across uh, in the areas of sport, uh, STEM, business, uh, community, uh, or the arts, and um, and those you know that had an interest in in those spaces uh, certainly uh, certainly watched those uh, those videos. So again, another way of doing it in a, in a time when you couldn't do the face to face activities. Yeah. Anyone else? Um, we did something uh, which we call, and I'm sure I stole it from somebody in this group, so apologies to anybody that I stole it from, um, uh, Project Connect, we called it, and um, sent a note out to our head of junior school and, and asked if they were running, if any of their um, programs involved um, history in terms of school or, and we, we wrote a letter to um, 45 of our older alumni and um, the girls, we gave the, the girls in, in year two a um, some letterhead and, and we asked them to write to these ladies and just give them, tell them about what's been happening over the past bit of time at school at U2. Um, and they, they, it was a whole exercise that went over, you know, different times during, during a particular week. And um, they did practice runs and then drew pictures and sent a letter to these ladies. So we posted a cover letter just explaining that it was year two as part of what they were studying at the moment, a unit of inquiry that they were doing um, and asked them to reply. We put in a piece of letterhead and a, an envelope with a, with a stamp on it so they could easily send it back. We took photos of the girls doing the exercise and then posted it off um, to these ladies and yesterday was the cutoff to send back. Um, but we've nearly got, I think we've got 40 of the 45, 44, 45 letters that we sent out. And um, the excitement of the girls being able to send and the emails and responses I've had from the ladies that received the letters has been absolutely unbelievable. They were blown away by how beautiful the writing was, what the girls were telling them. And um, so we're going to do another story um, in our newsletter when the girls, we're going to give the, all the letters back to the girls in one go. And, um, and we're putting a story in our uh, annual magazine that goes to all our, our alumni. Um, and that, that has been a huge success. So thank you to whoever sparked that. And um, it, we'll definitely, definitely do it again next year because it has been amazing. 
Uh, Sonia, it wouldn't be Educate Plus if you weren't no. stealing ideas from anyone else. So we've all that's done why it. I didn't so think it would, yeah, <laughs> that's why I didn't think. And, and we normally have a, um, an annual thank you for our major donors. Um, and we, did a, we opened our new building. So we've had uh, major donors of our capital appeals um, that we haven't been able to show through the building and we still can't do that. So um, we've sent out an invitation and anybody that's RSVP, there's about 40 couples, we're going to send them um, a beautiful hamper and a bottle of champagne and then do a, an online thank you with the principal and a couple of key members of staff and toast and thank you. So we'll, everybody will be eating out of there, especially gift box and I'm writing hand cards that'll go with the gift boxes um, to be delivered during the day and then we're going to meet up at 7.30 in the evening and um, do a toast and a thank you. So. Thanks, Sonia. Um, I wonder if anyone's doing anything um, innovative in terms of uh, getting their year 12s to connect um, and, and continue those connections for this year. Obviously, it is harder to, to get in contact and see them face to face. Um, has anyone got any sort of original, or not even original, but plans to, uh, to continue that connection with their year 12s or to, or to ensure that their data um, is, is, is generated and it's accurate? Thanks, Russell. Um, Russell, we, uh, my, my heart has gone out to the year 12s this year with the, the year they've had. Um, so our traditional gift to our year 12s is uh, normally some old Brighton Grammarian um, tie and cufflink set. And that will still happen this year um, in December when they finally finish up. But wanted to do something special for them. Um, and also something that had the class of 2020 on it because I think they deserve to be recognised forevermore as the year 12s that spent their year in lockdown. Um, and so I um, developed, actually got an art, and one of our old boys to do the artwork um, to rejig our um, school crest, our old boys crest into something we could embroider nicely onto a cap. And then our school mottos on the back, Maliora Sequama, and then year 12s also have class of 2020 across the back. Um, so something they're actually gonna be able to wear, get a bit more use out of than a pair of couplings. Um, and hopefully, you know, well, actually I was fortunate enough to be able to go and visit them very briefly as they caught up in small groups last Thursday and just welcome them to the old boys and present them with their gifts. And, um, and the looks on their faces when I told them they were getting an extra special gift and we think they deserve to be recognised. They looked really, really pleased, which was really nice. I thought it might be lost on a bunch of 18 year olds who'd had a rather large night the night before, um, but, uh, but it was really, really well received. So yeah, it was nice to do something, something special for them to, to make them feel seen and recognised after the year that they've had and something that will be recognisable going forward. And so the caps without class of 2020 will be our normal merchandise as well. Um, we don't have a lot, so that's kind of our first foray into merchandise. And just something else that we did this year that was really good. We also had a, had a letter club with our old boys and that was really well received by our over 75s. Um, I even got phone calls from ones that said, I won't participate, but thank you so much. They were really touched by just receiving a, a personal letter at a time when a lot of them were, you know, really isolated because they don't have technology. Um, so that was great. And yes, that was an idea that came out of an Educate Plus uh, conference. So it's always fantastic, the, the ideas that get shared. Um, 
but we also ran uh, 50, 40, 30 and 20 year reunions, um, which I was hesitant to do in the beginning. But then as lockdown rolled on, we decided to, um, to try them out and just offer them as an opportunity for those who wanted to come along and catch up. Um, and the interesting thing was that uh, the quality of connection in a, in a Zoom situation, we probably had, you know, 20 or 30 on the Zoom. Um, the quality of connection where everyone would sit and listen to one person at a time, just give everyone an update, was actually extraordinary. And it was a really, really different reunion and not a bad thing at all. It was really beautiful. Um, and everyone felt really connected and really caught up with each and every person that was on the call. Um, so that was really great as well, something that we, we tried this year. and. Yeah, and it went pretty well because um, I think a lot of people were holding out and we were hoping to have reunions later in the year. But as it rolled on, we realised that we weren't going to be able to. So, yeah, we just gave everyone the opportunity to catch up. Kate, can I just ask, when you ran those reunions, did you, yep. um, and you said everyone got an opportunity to speak, did you sort of facilitate so that you nominated yep. people to speak or yeah, how did so that work? Yeah, I, so I, I kind of managed the first couple of hours of the of the reunion and, and would pick off each person and, and give them an opportunity just to give as much or as little of an update as they wanted to to the group. Um, and then after about nine or nine thirty, I would the reunion would start at seven. Um, and once we got through everyone, I would sign off and just leave the Zoom running for them to um, chat and and probably have a few more jokes and laughs and just general banter. Um, and yeah, and one of them went till about 1.30 in the morning. So <laughs> it was certainly a worthwhile, um, a worthwhile exercise. I can't believe you weren't there till 1.30, Kate. <laughs> I was in bed. <laughs> uh, well done. And it's interesting, you know, some people have had great success with those and others have said this year that people are over Zoom and, and perhaps they, and we've, that's the feedback that we've had, but it is great to hear that, you know, we did we did discuss this back in March or April, and I think uh, certainly Catherine from Lauriston and, and Ros from Men's Own Girls and a few of us that, um, you know, we decided we were going to give it a give it a go, and um, and it's it's great to see that others have, have had a bit of a crack at it, and uh, and and I know that from the Lauriston example, there there's some yeah you know, there was ladies from uh, from interstate that otherwise wouldn't have been able to get there that yeah. uh, that were able to to jump in and, um, and have a great time and, and catch up. So I yeah. think at the end well, of the we day... Had someone, yeah, we had someone come to the 50-year reunion and he hadn't been to a reunion. Um, he was in the States and he, and he moved to the States in his early 20s and he had not been to one reunion but was delighted to be able to attend. So he wouldn't fly back for a reunion, but he, could, he would um, attend an online reunion. And so, yeah, so he was delighted to be there. And the 30-year reunion, we had guys dialing in from all over the world um, and they even said, if we do something next year, can you link up the Zoom so that people can still drop in? So we're going to have a look at, you know, I'm thinking about how we're going to how we're going to have a hybrid model uh, for those that can't can't be there for whatever reason. So, yeah, yeah, it's great. And I, and I think in these cases, there there is no such thing as, as failure. Um, if you're prepared to have a go, people appreciate you having a go, regardless of how many people turn up doesn't really matter as long as those that do turn up have a, have a great time and that's what it's really all about. It's about making those, making those connections. I'm, I'm happy to um, uh, have a couple more uh, pieces of input before we finish up inside the hour. 
Uh, it's been great having the conversation this morning. And of course, we'll, we'll have a further one uh, on Thursday week about our plans for the future. Just following right. up on what Kate said um, around what she did for her year 12s, one thing, and it wasn't the old grammarians that did it, but it was actually our parents and friends. They got some mugs made um, that said, um, hashtag class of 2020, hashtag straight out of lockdown. Um, and the kids absolutely loved them. And they were filled with chuppa chups and everyone had chuppa chup sticks the whole day because of course you, you don't have to wear a mask if, you've got, if you're eating. So we had to get them in line a bit. But um, yeah, that was something that they just really appreciated the extra thought that, that went into it. Yeah, Russell, we had um, similar success with our parents and friends. They, um, they gave Uber, Uber Eats vouchers. So they, um, they each gave, they gave a $25 Uber Eats voucher to all the year 12s and that was very well received. I think we did it sort of in September and they were very, um, it, was a, it was a welcome relief. And then our, um, our young alumni group also gave care packages to the year 12s as well. So it was quite, um, quite well received and they have, and in those care packages, it was sort of like a pre-exam thing, like we had bubble wrap and squeezy balls and pens and papers. And um, we had, a, we had a, a mask that said class of 2020 as well, which we weren't sure how that was gonna go down, but anyway, it was well received. And, and some, um, we were very fortunate that um, someone in our community could donate some Lush products as well. So, and that was very well received amongst the boys as well as the girls as well. So they were quite just chuffed that, um, that the alumni group were thinking about them. And um, just in, for closing, um, we also had a surprise success in um, something that we called a day in the life of Tintern, where we, um, we actually originally pitched it at our current um, community. Um, for everybody to send in an image of, um, we wanted to capture a day in the life of the Tintern community. So everyone had to send in an image with a, a, a timestamp on. So then we replayed those images from 6 a.m. in the morning or whatever time they started to right to the closing day at, at night. So we had a, um, I suppose, a, probably a, an 18 hour view of what people were doing across the world it turned out to be because we actually had a surprisingly input from our alumni which we we weren't expecting at all i think we had over 120 submissions from alumni across um, australia and across the world which in the end out um, was bigger response from our our parent community and our student community so it was there was obviously a need to connect there which was very well received and that the, the final product was was beautiful that's sensational, Di. It's, um, and it's a great engagement tool and a great, regardless of where you are in the world, you can participate in that. And I think that's, again, a great um, example of, of innovation and, and thinking outside the box in terms of, well, what, what can we do to engage with people when we can't see them face to face? Uh, sensational. I love the Uber Eats. So I'm not sure if I want to see 60 uh, Uber vehicles come through campus with, uh, with food for the, for the kids. But anyway, that's uh, uh, well done. Fantastic. No, they, they, they got the deliveries at home. Home, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not at school, thankfully. Oh, well, hopefully, I didn't see any, but no. <laughs> uh, well done. All right, um, Sheila, thank you. Thanks again for facilitating. Uh, awesome job as always for you. Oh, really? And um, looking forward to catching up next, uh, next week after we're, uh, well, 
watching the Melbourne Cup at home. <laughs> yes, thank you everybody and lots of fantastic ideas for you there um, all to copy and can I say imitation is the highest form of flattery and Educate Plus is really good at sharing ideas and supporting each other. So fantastic to see and Russell again, another fantastic thing, didn't expect anything less and looking forward to catching up with you all next week. Bye everyone, Thanks, everyone. have a good day. Thank you. See ya. Bye.